A good haircut can be a game changer. I mean, everybody wants to look their best for those social media pics, right? So get yourself to Sport Clips at Sport Clips Haircuts. They hair do like no one else hair does. See what they did there? Not only is it the home of champion haircuts, but they've also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. Level up your haircut with the MVP haircut experience. It's a spa day for your follicles. Check this out. You get a seven pressure point massaging shampoo along with a perfectly steamed hot towel all while sports plays on the TV. Does it get any better than that? No. You can want it all and have it all at Sport Clips. It's a game changer. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It is the pot of thunder and rock and roll. And welcome to episode 400, man. 400 episodes. And it's a huge, huge show with a huge, huge guest. Not only do we have Gene Simmons from KISS returning to Talk is Jericho as the 400th guest here today, but I've also got uh, part of the Ring of Honor lineup to announce for Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea next October, and it's huge. But first things first, Gene Simmons returns for episode 400, and wait till you hear what he's got in store for KISS fans this time. Details on the Gene Simmons Vault, the biggest box set in history, 150 previously unreleased songs, a custom-made Gene Simmons action figure, a personal item from Gene's collection, a huge hardbound book full of pictures and stories and descriptions and lyrics from Gene's personal collection over the last 50 years. And it all comes in a metal road case that's as big as a safe. And it will be hand-delivered to you personally by the demon himself. That's right. Gene is taking next year off KISS just to have time to hand-deliver the limited edition box set to fans. Gene's also talking about his attempt to trademark his famous hand gesture, the uh, Dio Horns, changing his given name. What he thinks about Paul McCartney as a bass player and a performer. How the animated movie Pinocchio completely changed his life when he was a kid. Gene Simmons coming up as a huge 400th guest. Uh, for 100, Paul Stanley. 200, Dennis Miller. 300, Tony Aomi. 400, Gene Simmons. He's coming up on Talk is Jericho. And also remember this, I have a huge announcement at the end of the show after Gene's interview about the Chris Jericho Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea. The first uh, announcement of the participant in Ring of Honor, Sea of Honor tournament at the Rock and Wrestling Rager. And they will be joining uh, all of the great people that have already been announced, all the Hall of Fame talent. Remember, get your cabin now, chrisjerichocruise.com. We are setting sail next October. All that's cleared up now, October 27th, 2018. Uh, Ring of Honor, Sea of Honor tournament. The winner gets a uh, world championship title match, uh, and they'll be joining me. 
the master of ceremonies. Uh, then there's Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler. They'll be hosting the show. Mick Foley doing comedy. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Rey Mysterio. Lance Storm and Cyrus doing live Killing the Town. Conan Disco Inferno. Shane Helms doing live Keeping It 100. Beyond the Darkness, Tim and Dave doing live paranormal uh, stories that will scare the poop out of you. Raven will be there doing comedy. Uh, Ron Funches comedy. Jim Brewer doing some comedy. Busted Open Radio will be there. Uh, Brad Williams will be there doing comedy. He's so funny. You heard him a few weeks ago right here on Talk is Jericho. On the Rock and Roll Bill, Fozzie with Judas being number seven on Rock Radio this week. That is huge, huge news. And the Judas record finished uh, number 36 on the SoundScan charts. Top 40 album, too, baby. That's pretty cool. Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons. King, The Dives featuring Evan Stanley. Then we also got the Dave Spivak Project. Spiwi, you heard him in his music right here in Talkers Jericho. Jim Brewer's Loud and Rowdy, great rock and roll band. The Darlings of Rock and Roll, the Cherry Bombs, giving you a different way to experience rock and roll. The world's best female ACDC cover band, Shoot to Thrill. Blizzard of Ozzy, the world's best Ozzy Osbourne cover band. Remember, all this, $150 deposit, holds your cabin at chrisjerichocruise.com if you book by january 15th you get a picture of me with the list if you're one of the first 400 cabins booked you get to take place in a special q a with me all of these things all of these shows all of these live uh podcasts and meet and greets and signings and rock and roll shows and the ring of honor sea of honor tournament is all free with the purchase of a cabin you don't have to pay an extra dime food is included all you got to do is uh buy alcohol and if you gamble that's extra as well but all of these things are free, including Diamond Dallas Page is also going to be there. He's going to be doing live DDP Yoga workshops on the cruise as well. You can try it up for yourself and experience exactly what DDP Yoga has done for me and thousands of other people like Christina Russell. Christina and her family were expecting their second child, but when she was about five months pregnant, she went in for her routine checkup and found out the sex of her baby. But unfortunately, what Christina and her family found out was that the baby did not have a heartbeat. She was devastated, understandably so. Slipped into a pretty solid depression and started gaining a lot of weight. But one day, her two-year-old son grabbed her and said, Smile, Mommy. And that's when Christina knew she had to do something to help herself because her attitude was affecting her whole family. Well, Christina's husband had seen Arthur Berman's amazing uh, video on DDPyoga.com. He showed it to her, and right after watching that video, Christina ordered the program, started doing DDP Yoga the minute it arrived, and slowly began gaining her life back. She could feel the physical benefits. She lost 65 pounds doing DDP Yoga. She also regained some clarity from a mental and emotional standpoint. She did so well with DDP Yoga and became such a believer in the program that she's now a certified DDPY instructor. She even located her family to Jaoja so that she could be one of DDP's celebrity trainers at the DDP Yoga Performance Center in Smyrna, Georgia, where we filmed the Judas video that just finished, uh, it just got 10 million views on YouTube filmed in that very performance center in Smyrna, Georgia. So Christina not only got her life back, but now she's inspiring others to do the same and an even happier news. The Russells just welcomed their beautiful baby girl of the family. Congratulations, Russells. Christina just has more proof that DDP Yoga works for all ages, weights, and fitness levels. You know what it did for me. It can do the same for you. So go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Take advantage of the exclusive sale going on right now. You can also download the DDP Yoga Now app on iOS or Android so that you can do DDP Yoga whenever and wherever you are just like me. Own your life. Start today. Get in the best physical and mental shape you've ever been in. Go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho and get in shape now. Talk is Jericho. I was in Florida. I know you got a new book. 
I had it booked. I just did the exact same press tour that you did last week. Yeah, up the Gene here. Simmons business model. Yeah, always look. Did you hear about this? Of course you knew. It. You know, everybody starts tweeting and schmeeting and all that. Well, what it is, it's called no is a four letter word, and it's based on twenty principles that I learned over the years on how to achieve my dreams and my goals. Because much like you, when I was a kid and said I wanted to be in a rock and roll band and I wanted to be a wrestler, people laughed. Of course. So then, actually, uh, seeing Paul's quote in the decline of the Western civilization, the only people that tell you you can't do something are the ones that have failed. Absolutely. And I'm not going to tell you you can't do something because I did it, you can do it. So that was the start of it for me. So 20 principles, and the Gene Simmons principles always look like a star. Always dress. Well, if you believe that many hundreds of years ago, Shakespeare understood the world is a stage and we're all just players and whatever, and mirrors are sold to the poorest of the poor and the richest of the rich because we're trying to figure out what everybody else sees when they look at us. You're damn right. It, it, uh, it helps for you, at least for you to understand that it's not how you necessarily just how you feel because even if you feel miserable and shitty that day, how you look, how you carry yourself, people skills, speaking skills and all that is how people judge you. Mm-hmm. It puts a seed in people's heads too when you have something like the shirt you're wearing is like got like kind of a I don't know it was a cheetah pattern on it but it's, it's you got the shades on the bracelets I mean it just you look like Gene Simmons like I would never envision I don't look like Richard Simmons <laughs> thank goodness for that but I would never envision you walking down the street in like shorts and flip flops that would be almost a letdown if I saw that well it would be I'd be sending a different message it's all about messaging and stuff and. You know, if you go to a funeral with bright colors, you're telling everybody, you know, whatever it is you want to tell them. Mm-hmm. If you abide by the overall tone of it, which is to de- dress dark and keep your head down, then you're saying, I'm abiding by, you know, the culture of that's around me. So everybody makes decisions all day long that either benefits them or pushes them to the back of the line. I don't know about you, but I don't want to see anybody's ass in front of me. I want to be at the head and let them look at mine. <laughs> you know, it's interesting, too. I just thought popped in my head. So uh, people this day still get tweets of, of people with the top knot ponytail. Yeah. And they go, oh, I got my Chris Jericho. And I'm like, well, I stole that from you, from Gene Simmons. Where did you ever come up with the idea to put your hair in that top knot, the famous top it knot? It was uh, just pragmatic. Uh, and because of all that pulling, there's less up here now. <laughs> Because, you know, hair is not meant to be pulled, except, of course, at the proper occasion. Thank you. Yes. I'm here all night. Try the veal. <laughs> Just these, these, of course, are semantics, but I'm not anti-semantic. But it was pragmatic because in the early days when we put on the makeup for the first time, we didn't powder down. So the makeup was sticky the whole time. And in those days, you know, all my hair was like one length. So the front was the same length as the sides. Mm. And it didn't have the amount of hairspray I have on now, which kind of freezes it in one spot. Yeah. And so the stuff used to get stuck on my face because of the makeup. So I decided to just pull it up in a top knot so it wouldn't keep falling in my mm-hmm. in my face. And that was the only reason. Became the famous Simmons top knot. Well, people started... Let me see. When we went to Japan, all the superstar kabuki actors and the thing guys came out what a great honor that you honor us i mean i didn't have the heart to tell them i uh, yeah you're welcome <laughs> right right but, you know it's interesting we, we, we've done this show before i met you many times but this is the first time we've ever actually hung out in new york city which is like being with you know elvis in memphis or you know this is your backyard this is your neck of the woods and how well, is that for you to be back in new york 
It is interesting because um, earlier in the day, I was at Electric Lady Studios. Taking a pee. Uh, I saw your. We did the uh, producer experience. No, but I saw your Instagram. We we I was taking a pee. Yeah, I saw that. So, (laughs) and I'll never forget a certain iconic, classic, unequaled, multi-talented, multi-hyphenate musician, writer, performer, who, you know, wore shades like this for the obvious reason. And I'm doing a number two, but he couldn't find his way to the bathroom. So his beautiful assistant was leading him into the bathroom so he could pee in the right direction. And I was there. I picked my feet up off the ground just to be able to witness it. And uh, there she was. Now go ahead. And pull over. And I was, I was there. And uh, I'm proud to, to say that later on I asked him to put some harmonica on a Lenny Kravitz version of deuce for kiss my ass the tribute album and all that stuff but look that place electric lady was built by Jimi hendrix underground if there's if they're going to close that place down i will buy it i refuse to close it i'll have a new york place because mm-hmm. i don't know if you've been down there have you i've never been no it's you are your own world you're underground and it has a lot of space mm-hmm. And there's too much history there. Paul and I started doing uh, vocals there for radio commercials, and we also sang backgrounds on recording artists that never made it. One was Lynn Christopher and Mr. G. Wiz and others. And yes, with the first Wicked Lester record was recorded there. Uh, it holds a lot of memories. Was the first Kiss record recorded there as well? No. Okay. We recorded that a few blocks uptown at a place called Bell Sound, Across the street from Studio 54. Okay. Did you ever record a Kiss record at Electric Lady? Oh, many. Uh, Dressed to Kill. Okay. We mixed uh, Alive One there. We, we did lots of records there. Do you remember that? Like back in the day, was it because uh, you always hear about like the debauchery that happened in the studio? Yes, I know you're, indeed. You're a teetoler, but. Even, uh, well, no drinking, but everybody likes girls. Mm-hmm. Even girls. <laughs> and oh, yeah, they're. Yes. What does debauchery mean anyway? Why is it uh, negative when everybody is consenting and mm-hmm. uh, no farm animals are getting harmed in the making of this event, although some are being grilled? <laughs> I don't know what anybody's thinking of. Uh, but, you know, in those days, pre-AIDS, you can actually have sex and have fun mm-hmm. and wake up next to somebody whose name you never bothered to learn. I don't know. It was a kind of a utopian society where it, it didn't matter uh, where you went or was it all mean and do I have my mother's hips? None of that. <laughs> there was no thinking. It was just people enjoying living. Maybe in these cynical times with AIDS and the world political problems we have, I wish there could be a way for people to just say, okay, now we're just going to have fun. Nobody's going to get hurt, but without judgment, if you see what I mean. Mm-hmm. When so you-, you can finally dress up in your furry outfit and Perfect. have anonymous sex with whoever comes up in back of you. Either way. Whichever I Jericho. want. Anywhere I want to go. <laughs> with, no, with no judgment. When did you notice the, kind of the change in that? Because obviously coming out of the 60s, straight into the 70s, being in the biggest band in the 70s, going into the 80s, is that when kind of things started getting crazy with you mentioned AIDS? We weren't even aware of it. I mean, the Hollywood community first started telling the world about it, but it was starting to spread. Mm -hmm. We didn't know anything about it. I became aware of it through Elizabeth Taylor and Rock Hudson, who tragically died from AIDS. Right. And she was, 
you know, trying to educate people, but t- people couldn't understand it. And then when the story came out, here's a disease that started in Africa because somebody had sex with a monkey. I mean, it sounds like a joke, mm-hmm. like somebody's pulling your leg. But in fact, yeah. And it was uh, tragically spreading like wildfire in the gay community and then went across into the straight community. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if it's been curtailed or gotten a hold of, but now I'm told that you should still be careful, of course. But now I'm told that medicines keep it in check and you can live a full life. That is true. You don't hear so much about it as as, as much as you Because used there to. are medicines that can yeah. keep it. Uh, but still, the people who have it can't. Mm-hmm. have unprotected sex. Right, right, of course, of course. Um, we're talking about being in, in New York, and you mentioned the producer's experience, and we're sitting here with The Vault, which is your new project, which is, uh, it's incredible, actually, being here to look at it and see it. It's and big, isn't it? It's big, and it, yeah, very it big. Is, it is, in fact, the largest box set of all time. It's a half century of music, mine, from 2016 going all the way back to the 20th century in 1966 and starts, the oldest song was a song called My Uncle is a Raft, one of the first songs I ever wrote uh, that was recorded on two-track and goes all the way up to 2016. Along the way, there are three or four songs that I co-wrote with Bob Dylan the actual songwriting session of Bob and I with us trading licks, that's on there. When I found, discovered, signed, take your pick of the word, Van Halen to my production company, I produced their first 24-track demo and did 15 songs. And I guess in a kind of a thanks gene thing, when I came back from the Japanese tour with the guys, I called... Alex and Eddie, and they kindly consented to coming down to the studio. And we played as a trio. We did three tracks that I'd just written, literally. And one o'clock in the morning, we cut Christine 16 and two other tunes. And what year is this, 76? 70, the beginning of 78. 78, okay, gotcha. And it was done in Los Angeles um, at, oh, good God, Cherokee maybe. And it was done in the middle of the night, and what the solo to this day in Christine 16 was Eddie's first take solo, and I loved that solo so much that I gave my only begotten son, oh, I'm sorry, that's another story, (laughs) see what I did there, (laughs) that when we cut it as Kiss, I forced Ace, poor guy, to reproduce that solo note for note. Mm. And he hated that. Just, I don't want to do anybody else's soul. Yeah, but it's good. Mm. Let's just make, let's just do it because it's good, not about ego. And speaking of Ace, he and I co-wrote many years ago two tunes which appear on the record. And he sings lead on both of them. And he plays solos on all kinds of old Kiss demos uh, that are on there. You know, full 24-track or 16-track, all mixed and everything. Paul appears on it and the rest of the KISS guys. But here's, here's what the real story is. When I was a kid, and I'm sure when you were a kid, and whoever you held in high esteem, that you couldn't possibly envision them hanging out with you and coming and, here's my new record. <laughs> Chris, here's my new record. Mm-hmm. And make eye-to-eye contact. That's what I'm going to change. Anybody going to GeneSimmonsVault.com, if you get a Gene Simmons Vault box set, I will come to you wherever you are around the world and I'm going to hand deliver it to you. Look you right in the eye, 
hang out, mount your dog, the usual. As always. As you're smiling. Knowingly. (laughs) And I'll tell you why. And the lawyers and the insurance guys are saying I'm insane because the cost of that is going to be a lot. But also the box set, you know, it ain't for kid stuff. This is $2,000, a box set with metal wheels, and as you can see, metal studding. This is a lifetime thing. Let's hear you hold that side handle. Pull the side handle and let it go. Let it go. Just snap it. Let it go. Yeah. Yeah. This is a real, it's like a, it's like a road case. That's meant to last a lifetime. Yeah. Inside are 10 CDs, 150 songs spanning 50 years, half a century. You've got a Gene Simmons action figure in there. This looks great. And you saw the book. Now, the mm-hmm. book's going to be four or five inches thicker because every CD goes in the book. Right. And that book tells the stories and fully illustrated with tons of photos from my collection. 50,000 words. I wrote every single one of it. And then a secret compartment on the bottom where I put personal items by hand in every single box. And so it could be a pair of shades. It could be... Leather Here gloves. we have a. It's like a painting of of the demon. There's a, a look at all access pass from one of the tours, 2011, and a kiss scarf, like a soccer scarf that you'd find in England or something like that. But so you're that, just randomly that's finding. The, that's from the early 80s. Okay, randomly. So different Gene Simmons vault box right. sets have different items in there, so you get the thing. But it bears repeating because I don't think people understand. So let's say you live. Where are you from? I'm uh, from Winnipeg, Canada. I live in Winnipeg. Tampa, well, I'm in Winnipeg. Let's say I'm in Winnipeg. Okay, so Winnipeg. Chris is from Winnipeg. He buys the Gene Simmons vault. He and a few of his friends buy vaults and stuff like that. What I do is I hop on an Air Canada jet. <laughs> See what I did there? My yeah. Canadian content. <laughs> right. CTRC will be happy. And I fly up to Winnipeg. Sometimes it's not a direct flight. On my own cost. No cost to you. I check in in hotels. My cost. Food, things, insurance, all that stuff. And I literally... Hand deliver this to you. Now this happens because there's a there's a couple levels here. I forgot to say, without exaggeration or anything, there literally will only be a few thousand box sets around the world. And I'm taking time off from touring and everything for a year to do this because you can't go to New Zealand and Russia and all that and still tour with Kiss and do that. Well, yeah. So I'm taking the time off, and I'll tell you why. For me, it's an emotional thank you. Imagine you're in a car. Imagine you hit the jackpot and you can afford to do anything you want. And that's happened to me because the fans, like, like you, you, you have the life that you have and I have the life I have because of the fans. Without them, Absolutely. you and I would be asking the next person in line, would you like some fries mm-hmm. with that? Let's call it for what it is. So how do you say thank you? Do you say it in print or on, the, on your podcast? Hey, thanks, fans. No. Imagine being in a limo because you can afford to do it and you want to go see the Grand Canyon, as an example. So there you are in the back alone, making the tr- and you're seeing amazing sights, and when you get to the Grand Canyon, you get out and you look at all this and you take photos, but you're alone. It's empty. It doesn't mean anything. But if you went there with your chick, your friend, your whatever it is, you've got somebody to share it with that you care about so that you can share it, so that when it's time to check out Whatever I experienced alone is empty and hollow. But when you have people around you, because we're social animals, you've got something to remember at the end of your life. Because at the end of your life, and I'm closer to the end than I was at the beginning. I'm 68 now. I'm healthy and I'm in good shape and all that. And really good, stunning <laughs> life. But 
Roughly handsome. Ruggedly handsome. Ruggedly handsome. You think I'll be popular in jail? <laughs> so we're not, we're not going to be here forever. None of us can. And I need, while Kiss is still up there and doing great, last thing I want to do is to be gone from Earth and then afterwards somebody releases a posthumous or other big word collection of unheralded, and I'm not here to have fun mm-hmm. and enjoy it. What? I want to be here and celebrate with the fans and look into their eyes. Today we had a producer experience. Sorry, yesterday we had a producer experience at Electric Lady Studios. And a young man and his family came all the way from Florida, and their house is underwater. They took flights out here. They came to New York because they wanted to be a part of it. And they sat in the studio and told me what's wrong. I don't like this song first. Move it over here. Hmm. And we posted that, and their name is going to go on the inside of the box set. Okay. And I want to do different stuff with the fans. There's the Gene Simmons party at your home or at clubs. And it ain't cheap. That's the big ticket item. That's the big one. That's 50K. You can get all your friends, rent out a bingo hall, whatever you want to do. It's you and I hanging out together with your friends. Now, let me just say this, too. It's 25 people can come to this. Oh, yeah. So that's still $2,000 a pop. Less. Less 25. I'm Jewish. We count. I'm Canadian. I'm not sure what, what yeah. currency I'm even in right now. But so it's the point is it's not fifty thousand dollars for one person. You can have all your friends, all and your family friends. over. We right. can go to clubs, do do whatever you want. Right. Uh, but at at the end of the day, it's for me to be able to get the memories that mean something. And by releasing 150 tracks that have never been released, I mean, how bad, how awful for me would it be? Where this social media thing is like a virus that's seeping and more and more stuff gets put on there for nothing and all this stuff that used to mean something winds up meaning very little because you have hundreds of millions of choices and it's just another blip on the radar. Mm -hmm. Respectfully, fuck that. (laughs) You'll only get the respect you demand and I want to do something that's a lifetime keepsake, if you will. And the largest box set of all time is that. All right, there are some seriously talented luchadors in AEW, and not all of them speak English, which can make putting together matches a little challenging sometimes. That's why I signed up for Rosetta Stone. I'm learning Spanish, amigos. Hey, amigas, see? Already learning. Haha, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. You don't even have to learn Spanish, though, because Rosetta Stone has 25 languages, including French, German, Korean, Arabic, and Polish, and Japanese. That's what I'm going to do next. I spent a lot of time in Japan, and I still work with a lot of Japanese wrestlers at AEW, like Takeshita. So having a better handle on the language will definitely show in the ring. Communication is key. And learning Spanish on Rosetta Stone has been so fun and easy. They've got this true accent feature that gives you feedback on how well you're pronouncing words, sort of like having a personal trainer for your accent. I'm using the app, but you can also do the lessons on desktop or laptop. I also like that I can download the lessons and do them offline, which is perfect for a plane. I can sit there on a flight and work on my Espanol. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Talk is Jericho listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Jericho. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Jericho today. That's rosettastone.com slash Jericho. Do it today. 
Talk is Jericho. Well, one one of the things that people love nowadays is, like you mentioned, you can still you get music for free or movies for free and all these different things, books even. But people still like the experience of the handshake, the signing, the moment of conversation, the Q and A's, whatever it may be. So it's not exactly too crazy to say this is worth $2,000 because it is worth $2,000 if you can afford it. I'm not going to convince anybody of anything. When you're the Rolls Royce, you don't put it on sale. You don't do a cheaper model. You don't sell just the mirror or the wheel. It's a Rolls Royce. That's what it costs, and it's not for everybody. But the Mm -hmm. people that buy Rolls Royces, they like that. This has taken almost 10 years to put together, including lawyers and rights and all kinds of shenanigans that people don't know about. Just all of a sudden it appears and I've been working on it for a long time, and the only way to do it, first of all, it costs a small fortune to put this thing together mm-hmm. with metal wheels and the... Yeah, 2,000 of these these road cases aren't cheap. No. And so I'm not here to talk about the pricing or anything. That's what it costs. No discussion after that. You like it? Go for it. You, you probably won't have the luck of getting one because there are only a few thousand in the world. But that also means that I can't just go to the North Pole because there's one person who buys it in the North Pole. Right. How does that work? You've got to, there's got to be enough people in the area. So let's say you're in Philly and Connecticut and New Jersey, and there are 20 or 50 or whatever that amount is. We all have a great day in New York City, which is a chance for you to have a holiday. So if you're in Nevada and you're out in the desert and stuff like that, come into Las Vegas. Let's have a party where it's not just with me, but in one of the casinos, you know, so like a party stuff, like really enjoy it. And I will physically and literally hand deliver each box set to anyone that buys it. Hmm. We just have to pick a convenient time and a convenient place for both of us. But trust me, I'm, this is not like, yeah, I'll, I promise I'll pull out checks in the mail. This <laughs> is legitimate because mm-hmm. I want it. Right, right, right. Because I never met Elvis. I bought the records, but he never came and said, hi, Gene, how you doing? Here's my new record. If in 1975, when Kiss started making some money, if Elvis had this option before he died, would you have bought it? Oh, sure. <laughs> because what I'd be buying is Elvis. Mm-hmm. Sure. The personal experience, that's, that's priceless. Where do, you, where do you get that? Mm-hmm. If it means something to you. It's not for everybody. You know, to some people... Elvis was Elvis, and to other people, it's the Temptations or something. It's the same so. people who pay, you know, four thousand dollars or five thousand dollars to go see Mayweather versus uh, versus McGregor, because people. because that's what they that's what they found valuable, and that's great. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I get it, but uh, to be frank with you, to people who like me, I'm kind of a big deal. My chewed gum, I showed it to you. Mm-hmm. I was singing, the, chewing it national anthem at Wembley Stadium in England because the NFL asked me to, so I flew over. And there were 90,000 Brits who were wonderful and all that. The day before, I was on television doing a promotion for the national anthem and all that and the NFL, and I was chewing gum the way I'm doing now. And they said, Mr. Simmons, please take the gum out and all that. And i kidding around. I put it on the table and said, eBay. And, of course, the next day they put it on eBay. <laughs> with all the money going to the children's hospital in London, and you know what the price was. Do you not? No. What was it? Can I give you three chances? Yeah, please. How uh, much did my chewed, like this, okay. chewed piece of gum go for to the highest bidder, and all the money went to the children's hospital in London? And I can show you the back up okay. on the serial so number. So the craziest, most devoted fans are Star Wars fans, wrestling fans, and KISS fans. So you do oh, it yeah. with some crazy... 
legitimately loyal people here. Yep. I would say that's this that gum right there. I would. I'll give you th- okay three chances. The price is right. I'm going to say first two thousand dollars. Holy! Can I say shit? Yeah. Holy shit! Two thousand dollars for this little booger right here. Yeah. Wow. Okay, you got two more chances. Okay. Um, I'll say holy six thousand dollars. Oh my god! <laughs> what six thousand dollars for a chewed piece of gum? Well, let me ask you: what, what, what flavor was it? You know, I don't recall, but it probably was like you know, please Lord help my mouth not smell like my asshole. Okay, one of those. So yeah, it's like so a. We're gonna say it's a winter mint. fresh. Like I'm a yeah, blue. One of okay. those. But what? This is your sec- last guess coming up. How six, much? Um, okay, so I said two thousand. I said six thousand. And can I, can I give you a hint, please? You know what this means, right? It means what does it higher, mean? more? And uh, what, ha- what happens if I go like that and higher. stand on the ceiling? <laughs> I'm going to say if you give me the finger point up, I'm going to say eighteen thousand dollars. And the answer, oh my gosh, two hundred forty-seven thousand dollars. You can read it all the way with the serial number and the. Proof. Oh my gosh! Used chewing gum sold for two hundred forty-seven thousand dollars and had ninety-nine bids on eBay. Forget the vault. Just start chewing a bunch of gum. Yeah. <laughs> just do two hundred pieces of jeans gum. So for those who's of, paying that? For those of you that don't know, all profits raised by the charity go to Charity Street League, England Charity Number One One O One Three One Three Scotland Charity Number SCO Three Eight 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 Four. What do you? What, that, that's that is unbelievable. That's like more than like John Lennon handwritten lyrics. That's correct. So you're kind of a big deal around here. That's what I said. <laughs> that's what you said. But again, if you do the I'm kind of a big deal, and you sit here and wait for everybody to come kiss the ring, I don't get the emotional payback. You know, if if all you do is walk up to a girl and say you're beautiful, you're beautiful, you're beautiful and she doesn't get a chance to talk to you and stuff like that, it's you know after a while it's. It's empty and it's hollow, and it doesn't. Why, why are you smiling, Gene and the Dalai Lama? What's What's Dalai Lama doing? He's doing the Gene. Oh, sorry, he's doing the uh, Gene Simmons devil horns, or is it? Uh, it's the Pope doing the Gene. <laughs> now let's talk about this now because this was kind of a big thing when you were going to trademark the the uh, the. the well, the I love you sign. In reality, you notice the thumb is outstretched. That's I love you, and right? It really means I love you in sign language. Right. And when we first started doing photos in 1973, in the last century, I was doing an homage. I didn't know what to do with my hands. Hey, razzmatazz, and you hold your hands out here because I had wings and I wanted to show the the wings. So you spread your arms, you know, kind of like Christ-like pose. But I didn't know what to do with my fingers, so I did. Like in this photo, mm-hmm. I did what an artist named Steve Ditko did with a character Spider-Man. called Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, uh-huh. both of whom did the hand signal. So when Spider-Man shot the webbing, he would do the two middle fingers, and that's what's with his hand. Yeah. And may the eternal Vishantu and the hoary hosts of Hogoth, that's Doctor Strange. And he's doing this with his arm. So I was just giving an homage to Steve Ditko, and it caught on. And so when we're playing live... I wanted to wave back at the fans who were just like, wow, you guys are kind of like hot shit, but I'm holding the pick in my hand. So both my, I'm trying to hold up both my fingers. And so they all started to do that. To this day, whether you're going to a soccer match in Ukraine or in Africa or whatever, the fans may not even think about Gene Simmons, but they'll do a version of those outstretched fingers and stick their tongue out without knowing why. Mm Mm-hmm. 
it's become the thing. I don't care if you're Rihanna or Chubby Checker. Everybody does that stuff, although they may not realize it started with the powerful and attractive Gene Simmons. Who uses big words like gymnasium. So silly, when, silly word. The second letter is a Y. Really? Yeah. yeah. Don't you want to wait until the end of the word to stick the Y? No, we're going to put it in second. Right in second. It's like the second letter is Z. It's is there such a word? You yes, if you're Polish or or uh, okay, or if you're Russian. Is that it? There's, there's no Can easy. Be, no. Exactly. Well, not if you're a vowel. Two syllables at the beginning. Okay. Yeah. There's no with Z. With a Z, right. that's Polish and Russian. With a silent S or a silent C or something like this. That would be Polish as well. Z and C would be a S. Z, right. Like Czerny in uh, Polish. Czech, Czech Republic. Yeah. That's C H, my friend. No, it's C Z. CZ is correct. C-Z-E-C-H. There you go. You're right. Czech Republic. There you go. Yeah. But, so it's that Eastern European thing, not in America. But when you when you were going to trademark it, of course, cause a huge uproar. Do you do some of those things sometimes just to see what's going to happen? No. I actually was going to trademark it because I already own the Moneybag logo and lots of other stuff, including trademarked successfully the word motion. Therefore, I own motion pictures. How do you trademark the word motion? Well, people have been uh, trying to trademark motion pictures all their lives and have not been successful because they don't understand trademark law. Mm-hmm. That, uh, Like Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola does not own that phrase. Really? They yeah. don't have a trademark on the word Coca-Cola? Absolutely not. Huh. They own Coca. They don't own Cola. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to have Pepsi-Cola and Diorite-Cola. Cola is descriptive. All they own is Coca and the logo. So people didn't understand that they can't trademark office rejected motion pictures and other things because the word pictures is descriptive. Is it motion? Motion is just a word. Nobody tried to trademark motion. <laughs> Gene did. So I trademarked motion and therefore I own motion pictures. Additionally, I'm starting a family office in New York and that's called motion equities, but I own the trademark. Hmm. So anytime the word motion is used, you... It depends on the application. Trademark law is very specific. In the areas of certain areas of commerce, I can take your house or your firstborn or both. And I love doing that. I'm very litigious. I'll sue the Pope. I'll sue anybody. I'll sue my mom. if you got. Of course, she'll slap me upside the head, but that's another story. Tell you to go to your room. No, but trademark law says you can go to the... I'm supposed to say I'm not a lawyer, but... I'm just drawn that way. So you can go to Disneyland, and you're allowed to take a photo of Mickey Mouse. But you are neither allowed to make copies of that photo, even if you give it away for free, or sell it. But for yourself, you're allowed to have a photo, of course. Otherwise, you couldn't go to Disneyland. Mm -hmm. So no copies are allowed, and you can't sell it. Because if you give it away, you're diluting the value of the trademark. The trademark holder wants to charge money for it. Mm -hmm. If you're distributing distributing copies for free, then you're diluting my value. Hmm. Interesting. So so there's a KISS. We own KISS. We sue everybody all the time. That has, well, what about like a couple of questions that stem from this? So one, why did you end up uh, dropping this, the application for the for The, the uneducated, the uh, uninformed, and the otherwise uh, passionate got so hot under the collar that I just didn't think it was worth it. But, you know, people from the peanut gallery, and I love them, but the idea that everybody's opinion is worth the same as everybody else mm-hmm. is 
I don't want to say bullshit, but it's unin- uninformed. Mm-hmm. You know, your, your car breaks down and some guy walks up and says, here's, what, here's what's wrong with it. That's one opinion. The other guy that walks over is a mechanic who works on cars all the time. Both those opinions are not equal. One is more important mm-hmm. because it's based on resume and qualification. And knowledge, yeah. And, and the other one is based on popcorn farts. Mm-hmm. He knows mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. My opinion is, well, your opinion's worth nothing because it's based on nothing and no experience. Mostly people that have opinions express them just because, you know, they have no qualification mm-hmm. or resume. So, you know, it just wasn't important enough for me to go do that because everybody's doing my hand gesture anyway, whether it's the Dalai Lama or the Pope. <laughs> I win. <laughs> but truly, when somebody criticizes you or whatever, you know, take a moment to think about it. Gee, I wonder what they've done. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's not what somebody says. Who's saying it? If I get criticized as a bad person, as an example, by somebody standing next to me, that's not the same as the Pope or my rabbi or somebody in an ethical sort of position of power. I might still object, but that's a qualified opinion. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey, this is Chris Jericho inviting you to the first ever rock and wrestling rager at sea. Picture this. Rock and roll, wrestling, comedy, live podcasting, all on the open ocean from October 27th to the 31st, 2018 from Miami to Nassau. I'm bringing Hall of Fame wrestlers, some of the greatest rock and roll bands on the planet, and putting the first wrestling ring on a cruise ship ever. Don't be a stupid idiot. Make the list. Check us out at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. This, this is Talk is Jericho. Let me ask you a question uh, about, like, let's say, Kiss uh, tribute bands. You mentioned Kiss. Do you let them do that because it promotes the image and, and legend of Kiss? We allow them to exist, although we could snuff the life out of them right. immediately with cease and desist letters and do all that. But actually, we think it's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. But we get them to send us a letter saying, thank you for letting us use the makeup or whatever to protect what we worked hard to do because mm-hmm. people still don't on the street people still don't understand what trademarks and copyrights are and patents and other legal terms but imagine you give birth to a baby and before your baby that that baby was never born you would do anything to protect it mm-hmm. so our trademarks are our babies they belong to us we determine what happens with it not you even if you think i have too much money you're but not that doesn't home. matter, though. It's the same thing that Lars went through with Napster. Who cares how much money you have? It's your, it's, if I grow a banana tree and you just start taking bananas off my tree, that's my tree. I grew it. It's mine. It doesn't that's, matter if I have 10,000 bananas. That's right. That always bothers me when I hear that. That's you right. Know, because you have so much money, now I can just steal whatever I want from or you. Or perhaps, uh, perhaps an analogy they might understand is farmers work all year to get that fruit at the right time at the right, and they sacrifice everything. Then they sell it to a retailer or whatever. So the trucks come and the union guys and the truckers truck all this stuff fast to the supermarkets so before they, you know, grow bad. And the supermarkets are spick and span and they hire all these people and stuff like that. And anybody can walk in 
and take whatever they want and then walk out. Mm-hmm. How long would all those people stay in business? Right. The farmers, the truckers, yeah. the supermarket. So that's what's happened to music. The infrastructure is rotten, and there are generations of fans, not corporate entities, not anything. You, the fans, yes, I know. Yeah, but not me. I buy old vinyl. I know. But the masses don't. They download and file share. Well, we have Spotify and Spotify. That's nice. So after working my ass off on getting the right sound of the thing and the song, I'm going to get one one-hundredth of one penny per download. So Sophie Simmons, my beautiful daughter, had a 10 million viewed single two years ago called Kiss Me. She made $214. Isn't that unbelievable? It's unbelievable because we allow people yeah. to steal. It is up to Congress and the lawmakers, and we should push them. The regulations are way in the prehistoric past, and technology has way outdistanced them, so they haven't caught up. Regulation. There should be regulation. If you mm-hmm. create something, it should be yours, and you determine the price. Chris, you make a sculpture of something. You created that, and somebody wants to buy it. What's the price? It should be whatever I want to sell it to. That's right. It's right. yours. Yeah. You determine the price. Right. Not somebody says, you know, here's a penny, and they walk out with it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. It's mine. I determine the price. Mm-hmm. That's what's missing. There's, there's no regulation. On the first day, people started with Napster and the people that started file sharing and downloading. There should have been laws that allowed the people that own the copyrights to take their homes. Mm-hmm. But now the genie is out of the bottle now and you can never Difficult. put it back in again. Can never? Not until laws are passed. Mm-hmm. You know, first there was drinking, then there was prohibition, and then it was changed, and then there was drinking again. So laws can curtail or at least control some of it. You'll never get rid of cockroaches in your kitchen, but by getting the pest control guys every once in a while, you'll keep the population down. Is it ever amazing to you, like we're talking about, like there's no, there's, there's, there's more KISS tribute bands, and here's another one, more KISS-related podcasts than any other band. Like if you go on iTunes and look for podcasts, look for Beatles, there's two. Look for KISS, there's 20. I didn't know that. There's, it never ends. There's like I had to. It's fun just to listen to some of them, but it's like if you try to listen to all of them every week, there's ten, twelve, fifteen, twenty a week. Like I said, it's incredible to me that Kiss has become that band that people talk about more than almost any other band. I'm stunned. I mean, I know about the licensing and merchandising and all that. Mm. Hey, but look, as a professional yourself, all you can do when you do the paleo diet or not, I read your stuff. <laughs> or whether you're running a race. Let's say you're running a race. Why would you look over your shoulder to see who else is running? Mm-hmm. Why not just look straight ahead and be the best you can be? You are, in essence, driving yourself. You are your own inspiration. And just be the best mm-hmm. you can be instead of looking to your left and right to see what else somebody is doing. Because, by the way, oh, that guy's doing it this way. I'm going to copy him. Well, you'll always be second best because... He already exists. So you're best off to thine own self be true. Mm -hmm. Create you. Mm -hmm. Be your own person. And you don't have to be the prettiest or the smartest or the fastest. You know, the rabbit did not win the race. The hare did. Goliath did not live. He died (laughs) by little putz, little Jewish kid who had a rock and took him out. (laughs) <laughs> so this idea that the biggest and the baddest and the fastest win, no. Perseverance wins. Belief. 
you know, uh, just belief is a, such a powerful one. Just stand up there on top of a mountain. I remember when I first heard Muhammad Ali come out as Cassius Clay, which I still think is a cool name. I understand my forefathers were slaves. Hey, guess what? Me too. <laughs> You're talking to somebody? Yeah, me too. We did the slave thing too for generations and generations. You like those pyramids? Some of our guys were there <laughs> building. Guys were involved. Yeah. There was a Simmons in there somewhere. <laughs> so, no, Simmons is my invention. I decided to call myself that because I get to decide some stuff in life. You can even, you don't like your sex, you can even change that. Yeah, can, life yeah. should be about choices. Where'd you get Gene Simmons from? I, it literally happened as a singularity. Stanley Eisen, I don't want to tell you his middle name because he'll get upset. It's <laughs> a real funny one. Do you know it? I don't. Oh, that's good. I'm that's, not spilling the beans. That's Paul's real name. Well, that's not. It's incorrect. That's his given name mm. because you have no choice in your name, your religion, where you're born, and what country. Those are given to you. But in life, it's my, it's my way of thinking is that whatever choice you've had, use it or lose it. You're you're allowed to pick your own name. You're allowed to pick your own religion. You're allowed to pick which country you live in, where you live in, and how you lead your life. Those are your choices. Because after all, it's your life. You like your family name? Keep it. You don't like it? Don't keep it. So I decided we're sitting on a subway in New York City, and we're still, you know, just tortured. How do we do this? And, and the realization came in. You know, we're both Jews. Look, we gave the world the Ten Commandments. That's as cool as it gets. But in rock and roll, Jews, no. It ain't cool. Because being up on stage or in a, in a stadium going, Chayim, Chayim, it's not going to fly. <laughs> Nobody likes that sound. Well, let me pronounce it with you. It's Chaim. Chaim. That's the... Except you're doing more. It's more... Like, it's like a cat throwing up a hairball. Chaim. Go like that. Like you're... There you go. Chaim. Yeah. It's wow. not a sound people like. And by the way, Prime Minister Netanyahu was kind enough to come in and stop and say, hello, we talk. We talked Hebrew, and the people around us are getting, you know, they spit coming out from... <laughs> yeah, he's thing. in the hotel right now. The whole place oh, is yeah, in yeah. lockdown. Yeah, it's in lockdown. Yeah. But he stopped, said hello. He's a nice man. Does he know Gene? Does he know? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we talked now. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. In fact, second time we met. But so what, Heim wouldn't be a good, good rock and roll name. Right, and you said it incorrectly. No, yeah. people can Heim wouldn't be a good rock and roll name. <laughs> Certainly not. It's not a good name anywhere outside of Israel. It just doesn't work, except when you toast people close to or whatever the faith. They say, Lechaim. Le means to. To life. My name actually means life. Oh. Or life of prosperity, life of thing. Chaim Shel Parnasah, Chaim Shel Tova. You know, the good life, good wishes. It's a positive name. But, mm -hmm. hell, in Zimbabwe, it means nothing. <laughs> Likewise, if you speak Serbian or Zimbabwean, not a good idea for rock and roll. Mm -hmm. When in Rome, do as the Romans. I didn't come up with that. And dress British, think Yiddish. That is mine. Which is who you are and what you are may be beside the point if you're comfortable inside and understand the essence of you, why not dress differently on the outside if you want more money, more accolades? In other words, assimilate to the point that you want to. If you want to wear your dashiki 24 hours a day, I'm on your side. But that doesn't mean the rest of the world's going to recognize it or like it. Some will, some will not. That depends on you. Me, I like raw power. I want to be worshipped like the God I am that walks the face. And in some ways, I have to make concessions. And by the way, so does everybody and agree on a common culture and a common language. Otherwise, we're going back to the Tower of Babel and complete chaos. You're fluent in Serbian. I'm fluent in Hungarian. Everybody's fluent in every other language. And you can't communicate. Mm -hmm. You must 
decide on a way of communication and certain laws. And of course, it's flexible. So the law of Earth is English. It's the universal language. It wasn't always. It used to be Spanish and French and other, but now any country in the world you go to, and English is not my first language, it's my fourth. So I had to learn the language well enough. Hebrew? Hungarian, Hungarian. then uh, German. I used to speak Spanish and Portuguese. Wow. And then forgot some of those and then finally learned English. But when I learn a language, it is fluent in the sound of the musicality that, uh, likewise, if I wanted to curse you in Spanish, it would be legitimate. Maricón la tuyo judeo. <laughs> that's good, a good accent, too. Oh, yes. They yeah. tell me it's, boy, that's got sauce. <laughs> and that's the highest respect you can give a culture and a people. Speak the language correctly you are picking on me because i don't have that's right and so is everybody privately but you're talking to a legal immigrant i talk like this when i first came here make the effort in return for that you go you get nuclear armed forces and the most complete infrastructure earth has ever known free hospital mm -hmm. care free school you get all kinds of cool stuff can make the effort or by the way or not yeah. or refuse to learn english it's your right Speak any language you want, but don't expect jobs and wealth and fame to come to you. It won't. Because the rest of us are too busy being proud of being German or African or Japanese or whatever. In America, it's English. I went off on a tirade. That's all right, but you were talking about Gene Simmons. You have to have an English name. So I decided to have an American-sounding name, not necessarily English, because American. American culture rules the planet, not English culture. Mm -hmm. It's genes invented by a Jew named Levi. <laughs> Even that. And blues invented by black former slaves, which begat jazz and rock. And also from black culture, you have the music that rules the world. From Jews, you have the most popular men's wear the earth has ever known that never goes out of style. And so it's the cross-section of cultures that create this kind of wonderful thing and as anybody will tell you a geneticist purebred animals are retarded and they die young it is only the hybrid in metal also if you're talking about pure gold it's very soft you can't use it for anything mix it aluminum too mm -hmm. mix it with other metals and it's impenetrable it is that union of different assets different bloodlines and everything that makes something stronger so I don't know where I went to. Oh, so we're riding on the subway, and Stanley Eisen and Chaim, and at that point, Gene Klein, what do, you, what do you want to be? I'm going to be Gene Simmons. And what about you? I'm going to be Paul Stanley. Just like that. Where did Without, the Simmons come from? I don't know. Oh, okay. Because isn't there actually an actress named Gene Simmons from like yes, the 40s? Yes, although at the time, I don't think I was aware of it. Mm -hmm. And there was Gene Barry, uh, a guy whose name was... Who had a TV show called Bat Masterson? Gene Vincent. I wasn't aware of Gene Vincent at the time. Okay. I knew Fats Domino and you know. Gotcha. And that was that easy though. Gene Simmons. That's not beer you're hearing. That's a diet. <laughs> no, coke. it's not. It's a diet coke. See now, by the way, you notice it says Coke on there and not Coca Cola. Right. That's because at the turn of the 20th century, a guy listened. And he heard the soda jerk. The guys that pulled, you know, had the soda because Coca Cola only had the syrup. Mm-hmm. That's what they still own. And the people would say, you know, give me a really sweet Coke because it had cocaine. It was legal at the time. Oh, yes. Really? So was heroin at the turn of the 20th century. So Coca-Cola had a s small amount of cocaine. 
So people would, would get a zip <laughs> and a kick, you know. Now it's yeah, caffeine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then it was Coke. And so people would take it for headaches and colds and stuff like that. They'd warm it up as soup. Oh, yeah, <laughs> including Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I'm not making this stuff up. You the, can Google and schmoogle. The history, so, history lesson. The history team. of everything you ever f***ing <laughs> never Switchy. thought you'd want to know. <laughs> so this guy hears that they're ordering Coke, so he trademarks the word C-O-K-E when Coca-Cola only owned C-O-C-A. And he went in there and said, I've trademarked this, and I'm bringing out my own cola, which is descriptive. It's called Coke-Cola. What do you think people are going to ask for? Mm. So the Coca-Cola bought the word C-O-K-E. You notice it's a different word, yeah. and it has no logo. Mm-hmm. Just the word. That's it. That's what the, and that estate, <laughs> the family, still gets a fortune. <laughs> Let me ask you quickly, and then we'll go back to the vault for a little bit. Um, and in Israel, it's Igavalt, but you don't know what that means. I don't. Is that, is that what they call soda in Israel? No. Igavalt, which sounds like vault, is like the uh, Yiddish expression for, oh, my God. Oh, okay. It was a bad joke. <laughs> but you're not of the chosen writer. I'm so not getting get it. it. Although my last name is Irvine. It's, it's pronounced Irvine, but people always say Irvine. Which has some Jewish connotations. My father-in-law's... What's 12 inches in Jewish? What? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> did you... Uh, uh, I distinctly heard the word Jew. Go ahead. Did you um, uh, sue King Diamond for his makeup? Did sure. Did you send him cease and desist? It's not his makeup. It was looking kind of like yours for a while. That's what we thought. So right. he, he stopped. They just that was easy to send a letter over to him? Uh, the letter is cheaper than testing us in court. We've never lost a case. So, like, and by the way, I'm a fan. I liked his stuff. I thought he was doing cool stuff. Make up your own stuff. Sure, don't don't come don't come into my house unless you're invited. Is somebody showing you these things? Like Gene, check this. Fans, out. Mm, gotcha. They're my eyes and ears all around the world. Mm-hmm. You find every bootlegger, everything, and I'm constantly sending stuff to our lawyers, who are very happy to go after these guys and get checks. Are you going to sue me for the Gene Simmons principle? No, that's not trademarkable. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Making uh, Using my name, especially in GeneSimmonsVault.com, <laughs> spreads spreads the brand. Let's just talk a few more minutes about some of the songs in the vault that I want to just text. I know your people have opened the door, which is always the sign to shut up, Chris. But you have you talk about the Bob Dylan thing, and now you have the song. Was three. Three songs. But one of them was on Asshole. Now, a, a version of it. Is this just you cold calling Bob Dylan because you want to try and yeah. do some work with him? Yeah. How did you get into wrestling? Somebody came to you and said, please train and wrestle? Or did you take it upon yourself? You woke up one day and said, I'm going to get my body into shape because this is what I want. Mm -hmm. And then you put your left foot in front of your right foot and you worked your ass off to get there. How did you become who you are? Just by doing it. I beg your pardon? Just by doing it. So what happened? Just Bob Dylan <laughs> called you one day and got like, how did that happen? But I don't know if you met him somewhere or somebody. Just, but yeah. you still have to make the effort. Right. And you still have to put your head out there and, you know, risk um, rejection. And that's my real point. You know, I do corporate events and all that. Don't be afraid. You cannot fail in America. You can start any venture. You can make tons of money. And if you fail miserably, you cannot fail. You, you declare Chapter 7 or Chapter 11, and you can do it all do over, over again. again. <laughs> you, even if you owe people money, they don't, you, they don't send you to jail. The government says, try again. <laughs> Were you surprised when Dylan said yes? I was shocked because, you know, clearly whenever I try anything and I'm involved in, you know, a number of other things, restaurant chains and stuff like that with Paul's mouth, yes. right? And uh, at any point it could go belly up or somebody can say no or Gene, you're an ugly son of a bitch or whatever. But how do you know if you don't try? You know, mm-hmm. it's like 
So I have nothing to lose. Just go out there and, you know, the reach for the sky idea. What a great idea. What a bless the person who thought of that. You'll never be able to touch the stars. But how else are you going to go higher than where you are now? I mean, if you're sitting around on your lazy fat ass, your body won't like it. If you don't get up and move it, you will deteriorate and your heart will stop. You will die young. We're meant to be hunters and gatherers. We're meant to run and keep our our adrenaline going. I mean, for fuck's sake, if I'm worried about being hurt and you put a cage around me, I'll be safe. Predators won't get me. Mm. And if I have enough to eat as much as I have, then I won't have to work for the food. But give me a fucking wheel so I can run around at least in a (laughs) circle. Let me move my body. Otherwise, those poor animals die. For lack of movement. What happens to water that doesn't move? It turns rotten. Mm-hmm. The healthiest water and the healthiest human being is something that moves every day, all the time. Move all the time. Use the stairs. Give the give your girl another, you know, trip around the world. Just like <laughs> pump that heart. The harder you pump, you know, the better it is. Did you uh ask uh, try and have- I'm sixty eight. How how old are you? Forty six. Put your hand in front of your face. How's this hand? Is this move? Is this straight? You got damn right. at all. You goddamn right. Yeah. Is, uh, like is it really straight? Yeah, like a rock. Is it straight for a while? Yeah, it hasn't moved. No. Nope. No shaking. No. Nope. That's your that's your uh, fret hand. That's your fretting hand. Oh, I don't care. You want to see my dick? Want to see my dick? I get the point. <laughs> yeah, the point is that I know, and so do you. Lots of people who put shit into their bodies. What do you expect your body to do except count how much you, stuff you put into it? And then whether it's your skin pores or the lines on your face or anything else, your body just expresses whatever you put into it. I'm not a germaphobe or a health guy mm-hmm. or anything, but you kind of give what you get. You know, it's kind of like this is not a free ride. And I'm not saying I have to be buff and powerful like you because you work your ass off doing that stuff. So maybe I'm not willing to do that. But I work seven days a week. Ways, right. Get up off your lazy ass. You can always go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I, I don't do vacations. Last two questions for you before we I never touched split. her. <laughs> How old was she? No, did, did you try and have the Beatles, all four members on your 78 solo album? I did. Any luck with... I didn't get a no, but it was getting late. And I, I'm, I always assume they're not going to do it, but why the hell not? Try it. And so, because we were, I got Jerry Lee Lewis to say yes, but he came in too late with his plane. Lots of people said yes. So did you call all four individual Beatles? No. I got as close to as uh, their manager passed away by then, but uh, like I think it was Eastman or Alan management. Klein or something like no, that? No, Alan Klein was gone in mm-hmm. 74. He was a son of a bitch, a crook mm-hmm. at Co Industries. He also stole the Stones catalog mm-hmm. and all that. Notorious. I, oh, I remember. I went through John Eastman, their lawyer. It was Paul McCartney's lawyer because by that point. It was his point, father-in-law. Right. Right. So I didn't get a no. and maybe, Perhaps they didn't want to say yes, but didn't want to say no. So I got two of the guys from Beatlemania to come in and sing background. <laughs> but, on the, but on the solo record, I have, oh, God. Oh, everybody's on Rick that. Nielsen, Bob Seger. Shared. Uh, Share Donna Summer, Helen, right? Everybody. I mean, I wanted to have Lassie on it from the TV from show. <laughs> yeah, living in Sin at the Holiday Inn. <laughs> you know, I want that <laughs> dogs. If Minnie Ripperton could love you, there's all I want and f***ing chirping birds in the background. Like two octaves higher, yeah. Chirp, 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 chirp in the background. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Yeah. 
So why not dogs? I wanted to have the Radio City Rockettes tap dance to Living in Sin at the Holiday Inn. <laughs> and I called Radio City. <laughs> Living in Sin. Oh, nice. Because when you're, you know, when you dream, dream big. So yeah. I, I wanted to record When You Wish Upon a Star, one of the most important songs ever written as far as I'm concerned, because it's an everyman song. No matter who you are, your dreams come true you know at the end so i did it with the american symphony orchestra all 72 pieces guess what they all had gene simmons masks on them <laughs> when they were doing the violins and stuff and i was in tears mm-hmm. because when i was a 12 12 year old knucklehead and i went to see pinocchio in the theaters and i heard jiminy cricket come out there and he goes when you wish upon us and i thought he's talking to me all of a sudden everybody disappeared and i thought jiminy cricket this little cricket with a beautiful voice ned washington by the way was singing to me and i could understand english well enough at that point that it was inspirational in a religious way your dreams come true me gene simmons i went wow he's talking to you me yeah and that's what kiss is about yeah which is why we use the word i because that's the most powerful word in the English language. You can hide behind we, because it's impersonal. I pledge allegiance. I, I love you. I, you promise not to do it? I promise that I is the validation of your heart and soul. And when I heard Jiminy Cricket sing that song, I felt so inspired. I went out of there, and I'm going, watch out, world. Here I come. <laughs> and I hope, I really hope with all my heart that in some very small microscopic way, I can cause some some of that needle to go into the positive area that makes that next 10-year-old kid pick up his head, look to the sky, and just reach for it. Mm-hmm. Because the world needs better people. There are enough bad people making bad decisions. May, you know, right, hopefully, right, sure. hopefully the next generation is going to do a better job. When you're talking about inspiring, you saw McCartney last night. And last time we were we were this conversation. And with me, I have to say was uh, one of our president's security guys. <laughs> yes, sir. So what do you think when you see McCartney at 75 and you're 68? Is that so inspirational? keep playing? Sure, because He's the great. losers of the world keep saying you don't need the money. They that. have no f***ing clue. It's, it's, the, it's the pump of the heart. Yep. At 75 to go two and a half hours and Springsteen jumped up at, I think he, uh, he and I are both the same age, mm-hmm. and saying, I saw her standing there. What's the thrill of life if you're not living it? Come yeah. on. Yeah. No matter how much money you've got or how much money you don't have. You know, the sun's up. Every day above ground is a good day, my dear mother says all the time. Mm-hmm. And you're living in a free society in Western civilization. For f- sake, get out there and live it. Chase girls. Have a great meal. Sleep good. But keep your heart pumping because he's videoing us right now. Nice. <laughs> you know, when you, when I always say like, like your bass playing, and you said it before, I don't care, it's very underrated. You're a great bass player. But when you watch McCartney, who could be the best bass player of all time, does he, does he still blow you away watching the lines that he creates? It's not necessarily that he's the best, but his sense of melody and not playing rhythm with the drums, it's more like a string quartet. It's a unique point of view whereas before you know boom boom bam boom 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 bam boom boom bam bam boom 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 so basses would lock in with the drums so that would be the rhythm section 
and string quartets. The other one goes. The other goes. And everybody's playing melody, and you have this. It's symphonic. So you know as well as I do when you hear a Beatles song, you remember the choruses, you remember the harmonies, you remember the drums, but you remember the bass parts. Yes. And that's a string quartet. That's when you get the melodies on different. With each and other. when the bass line is so good, the rest of the instruments join in and you have Day Tripper and Lady Madonna where the bass line becomes the hook. And that's what I did with Kiss. Paul would come in with Black Diamond. I said, this needs a lick. And if the lick is good enough, like a horn part, when all the guitars do it, you go, that's cool. <laughs> and right, that's right. where it comes from. So I never studied bass. But I will tell you how inadequate I am when I sat with Carol Kay, this little blonde Jewish woman with small hands, who was actually the bass player on a lot of the Motown she Wrecking Crew? Hits. She from the Wrecking Crew? She was part of it, yeah. Where you think it's, you know, the black gentleman who had the funk and the funk brothers and James all that. James Jamerson. No, this little Jewish broad went to Nashville, and she, had, she also played with Sinatra, Beach Boys. She was, you know, the Sonny and Cher. Oh, yeah, Cher. You know that Sonny and Cher song, Beat Goes On, boom, 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 boom. She came up with that. <laughs> Once that lick came in, that locked it in. But you can YouTube it. Carol Kay teaches Gene Simmons, and we're backstage someplace talking about something. And uh, I go, you know, I'm a big fan of your playing, and it's so inspirational. And she says, oh, it's not a big deal. It goes like this. She starts playing. I'm going, Carol. I'm kind of a big deal. I know that stuff. Give me the bass. So I went. She says, no, that's not good. That's not good at all. I go, what? Here, listen again. She goes, no, it's not it. I go, what, am I, what do you mean it's not it? She said, it's not what you play. It's the inference and what you don't play. The, <laughs> the air. And then you can actually see me going slowly and... It's that thing that gives it the the inside soul that you feel when it, when what people call it the groove. Right, right, right. And if you YouTube it, you'll see me getting schooled. It's classic, yeah. When you see that, uh, it's yeah. uh, depressing how little I knew. <laughs> you know the surface of it. Yeah, it's like people who think they can act, mm -hmm. and then they see you know Lawrence Olivier and the guys that really understand. You go, okay. I don't Dropping know, uh, into the real groove the, of it. The yeah. deep, that depth of it where it's, you don't even think about it. You just feel it. Oh, that feels good. Last question. You're talking about 150 songs in the vault. Which ones for you stand out? Because there's one for me, like we talk about It's My Life. And why that was never on a record blows my mind because it's a great tune. It's an easy answer for me, and that is that songs being soundtracks of life, and people can find out this is a public service announcement, go to GeneSimmonsVault.com. And you'll figure everything out. Songs, not just mine, anybody's. Charlie Chaplin, smile, though your heart is aching. Smile, though your heart is breaking. <laughs> I mean, what a song. It lifts your spirit. You're brokenhearted. You hear that. And if it happened at a certain point in your life, it's the soundtrack of your life. Right. People get married to songs. They have babies to songs. They have football matches. And countries have songs. Every country's got a song. So songs are more than just, oh, that's a nice melody. When it's really important, it becomes anthemic or a funeral march or a da-da-da-da-da. It's a John Philip Sousa march. 
But military goes to war with music and uh, we howl it. It goes all the way back to when we first came out of caves as Australopithecus Africanus and started pounding on pieces <laughs> That's a of wood. bigger word than gymnasium. <laughs> and howling at the wolf, uh, howling at the moon, rather. Yeah. And started to, you know, and started doing our first melodies that ever came out. Wow, could we have copyrighted those songs, huh? Those melodies, those first... Bo Diddley beats there? Oh, before, those first melodies that came out of the human throat instead of, you know, before. And so what I'm saying is... It's my life, though. I was never on an album. So my favorite... Who knows? Because have, but like Thief in the Night or, or Murder in High Heels, they're not as, taking the place. That's right. Yeah. Who knows? Okay. The, you know, when, when we're there, you uh, we have a lot of tunes and you pick the ones and boom, there you go. But for me, the answer is simple. See, women understand this intrinsically because they're designed to give birth. So before the baby is born, you understand. And then when the baby is born, your life changes because before that birth, that young life didn't exist and you hold it and you cradle it and you for the rest of its life because it's your baby and you feel connected to it before i wrote songs i didn't have that feeling and when i gave birth to my uncle is a raft that one of those first songs that i ever wrote that i recorded i felt as if i had a, a baby in a sense because before that song that song didn't exist it was just in the in the ether someplace. And once I wrote it, it became real. And now it's on a box set. So the, I remember the first time Larry Martinelli, and this is what happens when you're straight and never get hard. Never get hard. Never get high. Never Freudian get slip. Don't worry, that'll happen next week. Larry and Mark, my two friends in, in uh, high school, said, what are you doing? Oh, I wrote a song. Okay, let's go to the basement and record it. I'm going, uh, record, what is that? So they had a reel-to-reel and I'm playing bass because I just learned to play a few notes. And uh, Larry Martinell is playing a little electric guitar and a small amplifier. And Mark Nyberg is top thumping on like a cardboard box. And we recorded it. After we recorded My Uncle is a Raft, all I could do was say, play it again. And I kept playing it again and I got the same song because I couldn't believe that I created that. Just me. And so for me, the most important song is that. Mm. You never forget your first kiss. You never forget the first song. Because before then, you never did that. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. You've never seen it before? Heard it no. Before. I couldn't imagine it. Yeah. It's amazing, man. Like I said, it's, it's a great uh, testament to, to, A, not just all, all your work and all your body of work, but just what you're willing to do to get this out there and to, to give it to the fans. Which, like you said, it's never been done before. And that's one thing I love about your attitude. If it's ever been done before, I want to be the first I want one to be. do it. And I want to, look, I want to do it for me. Mm -hmm. Again, if I'm having the life of Riley, an old, an old show, William yeah. Bendix. Before that, Jackie Gleason. Did you know that? He was, <laughs> I didn't know Jackie Gleason. I didn't even know William Bendix. Before, before I, I mean, if I'm having the ride of my life, if I'm alone and I can't get the emotional feedback and not sharing with somebody, it's empty. Sure, I've got the money and the fame and all that, but you know that lonely at the top thing. You meet fans all the time. Chris Jericho, it's that moment when you connect and somebody says, you don't know what you've done for me, my life, and mm -hmm. you hear that and you go, wow, I did something besides twist somebody's head off their shoulders. or so. <laughs> You know, it, somehow it connected. Maybe it was a little positive movement on the needle of life on earth. 
little microscopic thing, better than the negative and just sitting around on your thumb and binge watching I Love Lucy reruns and just waiting to die. <laughs> How pathetic is that? Yeah. I, I say it again. Life is precious. Live it. Get up every day. Do it. Whether you're rich or poor, just get out there. Live it. There's so much cool stuff, especially in America. This is the promised land, in case you didn't realize. Will you continue to tour with Kiss when this is done? With the sure. Is done? Until I drop. Because I heard you say before, I only had two more tours left. I mean, that was about five tours ago. Yeah. I also used to say, I promise I'll pull out. <laughs> so I also have the Gene Simmons band, which is doing great. We're touring around the world. The drummer in that band, I went to high school with him. Fitz, Brent Fitz. Wow. A couple of Winnipeggers, me and him. What he told me is that in Winnipeg, there are two things you can do as a young guy. Either you're on ice or you learn to play instruments. Mm -hmm. That's about right. Or, and drink beer. <laughs> All three, if you're a true yeah. Winnipegger. He can play anything. He's a great player. We came right from Slash's band into yours. He's, he's, he's one of those guys, Vince Neil's band as well. He's just a, a chameleon. Yeah. You, you played a couple of obscure songs in that. Is it fun to drag out some of those ones? It's so much fun. I drag the audience up on stage with us. You can go on YouTube and see it. I have the time of my life. But it's a different fun than being in Kiss. One mm -hmm. is spectacle. And really dressing up and doing that. And the other thing is sort of more like having a party with friends in a more controlled environment. Mm -hmm. But I have staircase leading right into the audience, and we pull them up. People from the audience sing, do you love me, and shout out loud, and all kinds of... We have a great time. And kids, kids jump up, and they join us. If they can play or sing... You've become uh, an eternal band now, like the Stones, or, or you see like little kids wearing Ramones shirts or something like that. It's, you've become... Like the Beatles. Well, in either case, I'm ha what, call it what you will. I'm yeah. having a lot of fun. I get, to I get to have my cake and eat it too and swallow. So if I order one of these, you'll come to my house and deliver it? Or I, or that's right. If I pay extra, will you wear a French maid's outfit when you deliver it? Don't tell anybody. Okay, that's the deal. <laughs> Gene, thanks, man. You have something on your arms. You said that to me before. And then I only know five things. I just Do you remember the Jeeves one? Yeah, oh, yeah. I go to your house, and you got a big butler standing hey. there, and you say, touch his face. He does hey. a trick. I touch his face, and you give me the little lie. Yeah, well, you jumped up like a 12-year-old girl. That's <laughs> a, which I loved, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, the Gene Simmons vault with 150 previously unreleased songs, an exclusive Gene Simmons action figure, an exclusive Gene Simmons personal item, and the opportunity for one-on-one -on -one meeting with Gene, along with one of the greatest Kiss books you're ever going to get, filled with pictures and lyrics and stories. Remember, Gene will be hand-delivering every single one of those vaults to you, either to your house or you'll come to him at one of his functions that he has, GeneSimmonsVault.com. I'm going to be buying one of these. It's going to go on my Christmas list. GeneSimmonsVault.com. Like Gene said, you don't go to a Ferrari uh, store and uh, haggle about the price. If you got the money and you want one, it's 2000 bucks. That's it. Signed, sealed, delivered. And Gene will be hand-delivering the box sets between January and December of next year, 2018. All the details about exactly how that's going to work are also at GeneSimmonsVault.com. That's GeneSimmonsVault.com. Thanks again to Gene for the return trip to Talk is Jericho. Always a great hang. A very funny guy, and I'll tell you this story too. Afterwards, uh, we went downstairs to have a, a quick bite to eat, and as Gene said, the uh, the President of Israel were there, the Prime Minister, all the dignitaries were there for a UN meeting, and we went into the restaurant bar, 
And there was probably 20 people in there and 18 of them recognized Gene and none of them recognized me. And uh, he went and took pictures and was nice and was flirtatious and cool with all of them. And that's when you realize, yeah, Chris Jericho's got a lot of fame, but I got nothing compared to Gene Simmons. Uh, Great guy. Very funny. Very cool. And speaking of cool, you guys want to know who the first announcement of Ring of Honor talent that will be joining us on the Rock and Wrestling Rager at sea, ChrisJerichoCruise.com, kicking it off. Not one huge name, but two. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, are going to be there on the Chris Jericho Cruise. Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager, the two hottest stars in the world today that aren't in the WWE. The Young Bucks are going to be on this cruise. Go to ChrisJerichoCruise.com, book your cabin for as low as 150 bucks, and be amazed by the Young Bucks. Huge, 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 huge announcement. So excited. Also excited to, to Team Tiger Awesome for keeping us up on the news every week with news like this. This is the news with Team Tiger Awesome. In whittling news, I'm almost done with that train whistle I told you about. At the moment, it still sounds angry, but it'll be as smooth as the Western Pacific in no time. Whittling. In this week's editorial corner, emojis. I say emojis. If you want to tell me you're happy, do it with simple old-fashioned words. You send me a smiley face, but I see a smiley farce. Let me eggplant an idea in your little yellow head. Send me a poop one more time, and you'd better hands together in prayer all the way to 100 that I don't punch you, with a capital P that's also a tongue sticking out, right in the semicolon parentheses. This newsman, Emota, can't take it anymore. And now a look at the weekend forecasts. Look for an increase of tabbies in the sunny spot by the window with intermittent Siamese out of the northeast, a low-pressure Bombay moving in from your neighbor's yard, and a creepy hairless when you least expect it. For more news... Listen to the Team Tiger Awesome show every Sunday on the Jericho Network right here on Podcast One. Not really sure what that qualifies as, not really news, but... Something to laugh about. Team Tiger Awesome. Uh, subscribe now so you never miss an episode. Go to Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to all the Jericho Network shows. And be sure to leave everybody a five-star rating and review. Team Tiger Awesome. Killing the Town. Rock Talk with Mitch Fun, Raven Effect. Keep it at 100 with Conan. Beyond the Darkness. All of them available on Apple and iTunes. Go subscribe now and give them stars. Uh, and remember, Fozzie, right now we're in Europe. The first few dates of the Judas Rising European Tour have been insane. Uh, we sold out uh, uh, Birmingham. We sold out Belfast. And now uh, we go uh, tonight uh, in Manchester at Live Rooms. It's going to be huge. London at the Islington Academy on the 2nd. Sheffield on the 3rd at the Corporation. We love that. Glasgow, Scotland. We are sold out in Glasgow. Newcastle on the 5th. Amsterdam on the 7th. Aschaffenburg on the 8th. Nine is per town. 10 is Trezzo, Italy. 11 is Roncad. Uh, 12 is Rome. 14, Vienna. 15, Munich. 16, Essen. 17, Hamburg. 18, Genk, Belgium. We're going to be there. Go to Fozzyrock.com for all ticket information and all VIP information. VIP has been huge. We played Cold Gin, Free Will Burning, Breaking the Law, Burn Me Out, To Kill a Stranger, uh, TNT. Uh, so many great songs we're playing just for us and just for the VIPs. Go check that out now. Uh, Fozzyrock.com. 
for all Chris Jericho and Fozzie VIP meet and greets. You can meet me. Say hi to the guys in the band. Get us to sign some stuff. It is an experience you'll never, ever forget. And thanks to all of you for listening. Thanks to all of the sponsors who've been uh, supporting this show so I can do it for you twice a week for free. Big thanks to DDP Yoga. Go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Take advantage of the special sale DDP is running exclusively for all you Sexy Beast Talk is Jericho listeners. Then there's Bear Mattress. Go to BearMattress.com, B-E-A-R, like a bear growl, and use the promo code Jericho50 to get 50 bucks off your mattress battle juice. Save money on car insurance on Geico. Uh, keep listening. Thank you for listening. Keep listening for the 60-second AP News headlines coming up next. And coming up this Friday, it's the Christmas movie preview with the lovely and talented Nikki Novak, uh, Hollywood's biggest interviewer to the stars. She's going to be here giving all her personal experiences and all of her inside information on which movies this Christmas are the ones to see. So we will see you then. Be cool. Stay hard. Stay hungry. Peace, love, and hugs. And in the meantime, and in between time, a big yeah boy. Don't forget GeneSimmonsVault.com. And yes, ChrisJerichoCruise.com. The Young Bucks are coming on the Jericho Cruise Rock and Wrestling Rager. Go check it out now.